Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. It's time for Justice Matters with former federal prosecutor and MSNBC analyst Glenn Kirchner. Donald Trump's attempt to lift his gag order has been rejected by a full appellate court. Here's Glenn with the details. So friends, the D.C. Federal Circuit Court of Appeals just delivered Donald Trump a solid loss, a unanimous loss on the gag order issue. And I think it's really important to note that among the judges that delivered Trump that unanimous loss, three judges that he appointed to the federal bench. Let's start with the new reporting. This from Politico's Kyle Cheney. Headline, appeals court shoots down Trump's bid to sideline his DC gag order. And that article begins, a federal appeals court in Washington DC has rejected former President Donald Trump's bid to lift a gag order that sharply restricts his ability to criticize witnesses in his criminal case for attempting to subvert the 2020 election. In a terse ruling on Tuesday, friends, can I just pause there for a minute? Because I think terse is probably the perfect word to describe this new appellate court ruling. United States of America, appellee versus Donald Trump, appellant, because he's the one who was appealing the gag order, trying to get it thrown out. And it was before all of the judges who sit on the D.C. Federal Circuit Court of Appeals, including, as I just noted, three judges that Donald Trump appointed to the federal bench. And here's how it reads. Order. Upon consideration of appellants, that is Trump's, petition for rehearing en banc, meaning full court, all judges, the response there too, and the absence of a request by any member of the court, any judge, for a vote, it is ordered that the petition be denied. Pretty terse. The article continues, in a terse ruling on Tuesday, the full 11-member bench of the appeals court, which includes three of Trump's own appointees, opted against reconsidering a three-judge panel's December 8 decision upholding the gag order. The order was initially imposed by U.S. District Judge Tanya Chutkin after prosecutors requested the limitation, citing threats to witnesses, attorneys, and court personnel driven by Trump's vitriol. Trump's last shot to lift the gag order now lies with the Supreme Court if he chooses to appeal further. A spokesman for Trump did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Notably, none of the judges of the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals even asked for a vote 
on Trump's request for the court to rehear the issue, a sign that no judge was pushing hard for further review. That stands in contrast to a decision earlier this month in which the courts for conservatives went out of their way to raise concerns about a ruling that upheld special counsel Jack Smith's efforts to obtain Trump's Twitter data. The three-judge panel that backed Trump's gag order largely agreed that Chutkin had a responsibility to restrict Trump's speech given the threat it posed to Trump's prospective trial. Quote, the court had a duty to act proactively to prevent the creation of an atmosphere of fear or intimidation aimed at preventing trial participants and staff from performing their functions within the trial process. Judge Patricia Millett wrote for the unanimous panel of three judges, all of whom were Democratic appointees. Under the gag order, Trump is barred from attacking key witnesses against him. He's also barred from making statements that attack prosecutors, other than Smith himself, and courthouse staff if the statements are deemed to interfere with the proceedings. Just ahead, Glenn tells us three crucial points about Donald Trump's gag order remaining in place. This is Justice Matters. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. All 11 appellate court judges refused to hear Donald Trump's appeal to lift his gag order that was put in place by Judge Tanya Chutkin. Glenn says Trump is running out of rope. So, friends, let's talk about the three most important takeaways from this unanimous smackdown of Donald Trump. Donald Trump desperately was trying to get that gag order lifted so he could, again, run his mouth or post things on his third-rate social media platform designed to endanger, harass, intimidate, threaten the witnesses, the court staff, the prosecutors, basically anybody and everybody who was involved in the endeavor of trying to hold him accountable for his crimes. And unanimously, the appeals court essentially said, just talk to the hand, or maybe just, come on, move along. The gag order will remain in place. The first most important takeaway was that it was unanimous, including three Trump-appointed judges. What does that tell us? Well, 
it tells us that at least those three Trump-appointed judges will not blindly do Donald Trump's bidding, you know, unlike another Trump-appointed judge down in Florida, Judge Aileen Cannon, who has really done nothing but try to help Donald Trump out of the predicament he's in in Florida. You know, that is the classified documents case where he stole and unlawfully retained classified documents, where he obstructed justice by refusing to return them, and where he violated our nation's espionage laws by unlawfully handling, retaining national defense information. But you know, Judge Aileen Cannon seems to have his back down there. But not the three federal appellate court judges in D.C. They refused to do Donald Trump's bidding. In fact, they wouldn't even call for a vote on whether they should rehear en banc full court. The question of whether the gag order put in place by Judge Tanya Chutkin is lawful, is constitutional, is appropriate. They didn't even want to rehear that issue. Second important takeaway is Tanya Chutkin. The gag order remains in place, the gag order issued by Tanya Chutkin, and in my estimation, friends, she ain't afraid to use it. You may have heard me say before that I used to try murder cases against Tanya Chutkin when she was a public defender in the courts of the District of Columbia and I was a federal homicide prosecutor in the courts of the District of Columbia. We had trials together. And she is a tough, strong, fierce, fearless, no-nonsense defense attorney then and judge now. So I think if any judge has the determination, has the will, and yes, has the backbone, the spine, to hold Donald Trump accountable when, not if, but when he violates her, Judge Chutkin's gag order, it is Judge Tanya Chutkin. She will not be afraid to hold him accountable for violations of the gag order. And friends, the third important takeaway is, yes, Donald Trump can try to appeal this to the United States Supreme Court. He can file a petition to have them review the constitutionality, the legality, the propriety of the gag order that Tanya Chutkin put in place that a three-judge panel of the D.C. Federal Court of Appeals kept in place because it was proper, it was constitutional, it was lawful. And then all 11 judges refused to even give it a full court relook because there was no reason to under the law. Donald Trump can certainly try to convince the Supreme Court to take that case, take that issue up on appeal. But here's my take on that. You have probably heard me say before that I'm not a gambling man. I am not a high roller. One dollar is my betting limit. I'm going to bet the full buck on the Supreme Court refusing to take this issue up on appeal. Gag orders are lawful. Gag orders are necessary to protect witnesses and to preserve the integrity of the administration of justice in a criminal case. There is no constitutional issue for the Supreme Court to decide. So I'll put the buck on the Supreme Court refusing 
to enter the fray, refusing to accept the case for review. But here's a little bit of additional good news. If they decide to accept this gag order issue for review, that will not stop the trial from moving forward, right? That is not a case dispositive issue like the absolute immunity issue that is currently in that same DC Federal Circuit Court of Appeals. We're waiting for an opinion rejecting Donald Trump's claim that he has absolute presidential immunity. He doesn't. But that is the kind of issue that if the Supreme Court accepts it for review, then that will keep the trial court proceedings on hold. Stay tuned because I think in the coming days we're going to know more about the legal landscape in that regard, what's going on with the absolute immunity issue. But again, the good news is with respect to the gag order, even if the Supreme Court takes it up, that will not stop the trial from proceeding. And I know, friends, we have a March 4 trial date. And it's not the gag order that might derail that trial date, but, you know, we have to acknowledge that we're still waiting on this absolute immunity issue to be resolved by both the D.C. Federal Circuit Court of Appeals, and then we have to see if the Supreme Court chooses to grab hold of that issue, to take on that issue and to resolve that issue. Because if the Supreme Court does, then we continue to tread justice water. We wait and we wait and we wait. We the people wait for our rights to a speedy trial to be satisfied. And that March 4 trial date might slip, might get pushed down the road, might get continued. But here's the good news, friends. You know, there's always a little bit of silver lining behind the big dark orange cloud that hangs over our democracy. Donald Trump has a backup auxiliary criminal trial. Not many defendants do. But Donald Trump also has a trial date set for March 25th in New York on the falsifying business records prosecution, dozens of counts, dozens of felony counts. And he didn't just falsify any old business records. He falsified business records to gain unfair advantage in the 2016 presidential election. Yes, he robbed us of the full value of our vote in the 2016 election. So that case is scheduled to go to trial on March 25th. So if the March 4 trial date slips because the Supreme Court wants to, you know, put its fingers in the absolute immunity pie, decide that issue, well, then he can go to trial in New York on March 25th, get convicted and hopefully sentenced to jail time. But guess what? March 25th doesn't go. We've got a May 20th. That's the, the double backup trial date for Donald Trump. That's down in Florida. Yes, I know that's Aileen Cannon. Yes, I know we don't have high hopes that that could actually go on May 20th, but that trial date is still in place. And then, of course, we've got the Georgia RICO trial kicking around. There is no firm trial date set. There's been a request for an August trial date. But, you know, if all else fails, hang on to this, folks. If the March trial date in D.C., March 4, in the case involving his attempt to overturn the results of the 2020 election, if it does slip a little bit because the Supreme Court is deciding the absolute immunity issue, 
Maybe it only slips a month or two months. So even if New York doesn't go, the prosecution on the 25th of March, even if May 20th doesn't go in Florida, we can get that March 4 trial date put right back on the calendar for perhaps April or May or June or July, all of which would result in a trial that would be concluded before the November 2024 presidential election. Please hold fast to this, friends. There are lots of opportunities, lots of opportunities for Donald Trump to be tried, convicted, and yes, imprisoned well in advance of the November 2024 election. Donald Trump will run out of rope. He will be held accountable. He will be convicted for his crimes. In what jurisdiction, in what case, it's hard to predict right now, but he will be held accountable for his crimes in advance of the November 2024 presidential election. I feel confident of that because justice matters. Friends, as always, please stay safe, please stay tuned, and I look forward to talking with you all again tomorrow. For more on Glenn, go to Glenn Kirshner 2 on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. This is Justice Matters.